Hey, you're listening to the Untold Podcast. This podcast is a collection of stories, lessons, and discussions about Told, our company, and the journey that we've been on over the past few years. In this podcast, we want to explore and start the conversation about what it means to do work in a better way, God's way. This is our first season, and it's about our company's values. Let's go. Deficiency, deficiency, my goodness. <laughs> Welcome to the Untold Podcast, where your poker face is just your regular face. I am Nate. <laughs> <laughs> Never mean, but that sounds oh good though. Just, how how have we never played poker together? Sorry, this is my games. It. I'm like, I would suck at it. Do you have poker? Yeah. Oh. Welcome to the Untold Podcast. Keep your card number or receive a new one. <laughs> <laughs> Recharge on the app, online, or at Audi stores. So, Anyways. welcome back to the Untold Podcast. My name is Nate. I am here with the rest of the Told team. Hello. Um, I've got Hi. Inchan to my right. Hello. I've got <laughs> Thea to my forward right. Hello. I've got Mish to my left right. My left, my forward left. <laughs> left right Yo. <laughs> and I've got Jeremiah to oh my no, left that's left. So Kara. Howdy. <laughs> <laughs> he talked the most in the last episode that he's talked this entire season. <laughs> so if you want to know what Jem is, what Jem sounds like, listen to um, episode one individual. I'm a man of few words. <laughs> Most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Except right. for Only when it counts. <laughs> All right. And if you're joining us, that means you have listened from episode one actually episode zero technically, all the way up to now. If you have not, that probably means that you are going to enter this conversation just have no idea. A bit mind-boggled. A bit mind-boggled about what I'll we are going right. to talk about. We are, we are master communicators. We are master communicators. <laughs> but if you um, want to hear more of the context and what, you know, what... If you want to hear a bit more about what we do, about who we are and why we're actually doing this podcast, go yes. just watch, listen to the first few um, and you might find yourself having a good time. Oh, it'll be a great a very time. good time. It's actually really funny. Yeah. I've enjoyed it so far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so today we are continuing our conversation on the value of individualization. And last Whoa. time we talked about, you know, what it actually is, both as our value, but also as how we have understood it in our own lives, yeah. potentially, you know, what it actually means uh, outside of being a value. And we also talked about why we picked it um, mm. as our value. Or that the fact that it chose us. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. And so I, I think last week, because we talked so much about, you know, maybe what it is as a concept, uh, I think I want to talk about how it has shaped our dynamic as a group, as well as how it has changed the way we interact with clients. Yeah, I would say it started obviously with our team first, because when we first met up, we didn't have clients, we didn't have projects to run on. It was literally just five of us at the time coming together and being like, okay, do we want to start this company and what is it going to be? And from literally like, not day, like it was like night one, we had dinner at Mish's house and Mish was like, hey, I have an idea to build a company, disciple you guys through it, but I'm not actually very particular about what the company does. And even through that, she created the space for us to flourish in the things that we actually are good at. Mm. And if you haven't heard the story, listen to our first episode. Yeah. And like literally she created, she literally said, what are your strengths? What are your passions? What do you actually want to work on? What do you want to grow in? And let's create that role, right? It was individualized from the beginning of her really trying to get to know us as 
um, in, in our, yeah, as individuals, as freelancers, as workers. And we're like, what do you want this space to be? Let's make it. And that, that's because it's also a personal value of yours, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think um, I, I was just looking back to my calendar to try and figure out when exactly that first meeting was. But um, yes, almost, well, right now as we are recording this, almost 18 months ago. Mm. Wow. Um, yeah. And so November, November, somewhere around November yeah. 2020. And um, yeah, I think it definitely, um, I, I, I guess because the premise of the company wasn't to, like, I didn't have this fixed mind of like, we're going to do a media company, you know, it was more like, hey, who has God um, put on my heart and and tell me more about who you guys are, you know? And I think um, from the very beginning, it was more like, let's let's see how we could and dream together and imagine something different. Um, and I think, um, yeah, very early on, I kind of thought, you know, what are the tools that has been really helpful for me in shaping who I am as a person. Mm. And I think um, I'm <laughs> I'm one of those people that loves doing personality tests. And um, <laughs> I would say that, although this is not really a personality, but it's more of a like, you know, know yourself kind of test. Um, I would say that um, the Gallup Strengths Finder, um, Gallup, if you want to sponsor please us. Spo- I was going to yeah. say, please, watch <laughs> we're literally walking ads. The amount of people we've given this to. <laughs> yeah, but um, this um, Strengths Finder test is something that really um, – helped me personally figure out who who um I was gonna say who I was but who I am um but maybe in certain ways I didn't even know that that was what I was like um and so it gave a lot of language and context and almost um yeah space for oh let me say that again it I think doing this test made me realize um some of the things that I didn't even really know about myself or appreciate about myself and um yeah, I think it almost kind of gave me this, uh, you know, we're talking about individualization, but I think part of me growing up, I guess from a migrant um, from, from overseas and trying to settle into Australia, I think part of me was like, I want to be the same as everyone, you know, like, or why am I so different? But this test actually really made me realize that there's something really great about how I'm wired and how God created me. And, and um, yeah, I just wanted to share that with, with the rest of the group. So I think that was one of the first few things that actually might have been the first thing. I was like, yeah. before we meet next time, do this test. Yeah, do. <laughs> yeah. And then from our results, she's like, okay, then how do we work to your strengths? How do we create roles and responsibilities and, and work that cater towards who you uniquely are? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So we've we've all done this test, right? Mm. Yeah. We, and and I think I strongly recommend it because it's really helped me as well understand each of you guys as people. Yes. Um, Gives language. It, it's interesting mm. because it's almost like the test does the individualization for you. <laughs> for me. Um, it just made my life easier. But, yeah, you know. I think I think um, yeah, Alethea, to your point, right. yeah, it really gave us this language of how to relate. You know, like I think. Uh, well, most of you probably knew each other more than I knew you. Mm. And so sometimes it's like when you're working with a group of friends, um, sometimes you might hit butt at each other or sometimes it's really easy to take things personally. But I think Gallup's really gave us this um, framework of actually relating in a way that wasn't like non-affirming to like, you know, um, to each other, but more like how how do I relate to you in a way that you're wired? And how, how do you want to be related to? And mm. I think it gave us this language of like, oh, I can see, you know, why Gem acts this way because of blah, blah, strength, you know, whatever that might be, fill in the blank. But it gave me almost like appreciation rather than a critical, oh, okay, he doesn't, yeah. you know, get me kind of mm. thing. But it, it just gave us this real language. Um, and I think it was really helpful because um, 
especially because we were going quite deep and we were sharing our whole life, there were certain topics that just, you know, it hit people personally and it affected people and it's a very personal thing. But we were able to just navigate through some really difficult conversations in a loving way. Yeah. yeah. And I think I experienced that a lot. Um, well, I think all of us probably have like multiple stories of conflicts or like confrontations that we've had or just uncomfortable conversations that we've had where it's like, hey, are we going to argue about this? Because it's like, I can take this very personally. I can take offense to this. Mm. You know, when like, I mean, Unchan and I go, go, go through this a lot. We're like opposites in a lot of ways where, um, for example, in our strengths tests, I am an activator. And so I like action. If things happen, I'm like, okay, how do we get this done? What's the next step? How do we actually start moving on this? Whereas Unchan is like a deliberator and he thinks a lot and he needs a lot of time to process and a lot of space to make up his mind about something, which obviously grates against me. And I'm no, like, I, 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 I just want to say, every time she talks about this point, she makes it like, she makes it sound like it is the worst thing in the world <laughs> to take your time with things and think things through. She goes, he takes his time. He needs time to process. Okay, okay, He's so Exhibit slow. A. You Exhibit know? A, okay? Obviously, we're opposites in this. And then there are so many moments I'm like, oh, John, hurry up. Can we just do this? Can we move on this? Like, what's the next step? And it's like, slow down. Let me just think about this. I need more time. And I'm like, what do you mean you need more time, right? And it's just, it, it makes absolutely no sense to me. But in that we've used this framework and this strength test to actually be like, oh, okay, I understand. The reason why you are not moving on it isn't because you don't care, isn't because you're not listening to me, isn't because it isn't important to you, but you actually want to make sure that when you put your mind to something, like you can fully commit to it. For example, something like that, right? And it's these conversations where we don't just assume the worst of each other, which often can happen in a work mm. environment when we all have our own like separate, almost agendas and things that are most, for example, action is most important to me and like, Thinking deeply is, say, most important to him. That clashes. Deliberating. Dude, Deliberating the heart. The heart. Come on, man. <laughs> the heart is most important to him. And I can assume the worst. And it's like, he just doesn't want to move on this. He's just against me. He just well, doesn't just want lazy. this to happen. He's lazy. Like, oh, yeah, honestly. Yeah, and yeah. I could think the worst where I'm like, oh, she just wants action for the sake of action. Yeah, like, you she's know? just yeah. too ambitious. Like, she doesn't, she doesn't think deeply at all. She's not intentional about it. But it's that conversation and it's taking the space actually like hey why do you think this why are you reacting this way um why is this grading and that pursuit of actually trying to understand each other builds such a deep trust Mm. so now to the point where if anything that anyone says slightly like triggers me or annoys me i feel safe enough to be like hey i don't know if i'm reading this right but that's really hitting something deep in me. It's mm. making me feel a bit anxious or it's making me feel um, really annoyed at you and I don't know why. And that's a huge trust. Like, I have not experienced that in any other workspace. Mm. Yeah. And I think what's really interesting about uh, Alethea's example, right, is that even though we seem like we're complete opposites, a lot of the time the conclusions that we come to, the... Um, the con- uh, the end points are always the same. Yeah. It's just the process of getting there is different. Because we're so all for, wired differently. Yeah. For Alethea, she's very actions-based. And so for her, she starts off with the action and then gets to um, the heart, right? And that's a product of what happens, right? Um, whereas for me, it's um, I understand the heart. And then from that, as a product of understanding the heart, the action follows. Yeah. yeah so it's really interesting. Yeah, yeah it's amazing how this recognition that everyone is different and carries uh, something and brings something different to the table has allowed us to access the different strengths each of and yeah. every one of us have you know if, if we stepped into a workplace and none of this was talked about and we were just expected to fill a certain role yep. or to meet a certain need mm. um there is just so much untapped potential that mm. we will never be able to access you know um 
I, I, I love how um, the strength of individualization allows us to have insight into where people are at. Yeah. Mm. Um, I'll give you a few examples. Um, let's say some someone who, when, when they're around people, they're constantly distracted when, when they're supposed to be doing work and then end up just doing the work late at night. You know, some, some people would just say, hey, nah, they, they just procrastinate. Mm. They didn't know how to do the work properly. But, you know, with this strengths framework, we were able to understand that some people... Um, because they have these these relator strengths, um, it's just really hard for them to do work around people because they're mm. so drawn to people. Yeah, they want to include them. They want to make sure that everyone is seen. There's a connectedness, and so the, yeah, exactly. they have other priorities. And that's that why when they're alone in the middle of the night, that's that's the focus. that's the main time they're able to do get their work done. Mm. So instead of just judging them, like we okay, let's let's okay, let's harness that. Let's harness that and and use it properly. A few other strengths would be like ideation. If if you have a strength of ideation, um, sometimes people misunderstand you a lot because um, let's like like you you'd be the kind of person who would throw out ideas left, right, and center. <laughs> Go on all these tangents. Yeah, and but and but half of the time you're not really like serious about those ideas like you're just throwing it out there because you want to talk about it and you want to discuss mm. the possibilities but other people like if you're an executor you hear those ideas and you're like oh my goodness <laughs> i have to do all this more stuff to do you know Stress. and you see how like um yeah. this um there can be such a dissonance that happens in a group dynamic if there's there isn't that understanding um let's say somebody has a strength in responsibility we're the kind of people who say yes to everything because we fundamentally think that when there's a problem, we need to step up and we need to deal with that problem. And if we don't do that, um, nothing's going to be solved. Mm. Uh, the problem with that, though, <laughs> is that these kind of people, myself included, um, we struggle to ask for help because we don't really trust people because we're the people who tend to step up. Yeah. Um, and because of that, when we do ask for help, it's usually too late. Yeah, mm. and I, I think it's really, really interesting because as a company, right, um, uh, how these strengths actually play out um, in our storytelling even is that mm. everyone's story is different. Yeah. yeah, Everyone has a different background. And uh, if, if you're listening to what Jem was saying, he, he touched on this really interesting point where he was saying, you know, um, uh, people with responsibility step up a lot mm. um, and they don't trust other people because they've been the one that... Um, has had to step up mm. in previous times, right? And so we can even see that these strengths are used more often and therefore are greater strengths mm. than others because of the story that you've had. Yeah, and uh, individualization steps into that as well where we go, okay, everyone's walk is different. What, what, um, what highlights your life? You know, what highlights your personality, your characteristics, right? Like what makes you, you as opposed to someone else? And I, I think it's specifically important then to approach this from the, the, the mind's eye of individualization, right? Because what we're actually doing is now, as we understand our strengths, as we understand the, the weaknesses of our own strengths, we're actually learning... The way we're wired. The way that we're wired, the small the small micro actions that we may do that indicate that something is going well or something yeah. is not going well, you know? Uh, where does that where does that thing come from? Why why does Thea feel the need to interrupt Nchan whenever he speaks, right? Um, <laughs> is is that is that from a place of weakness or is yeah, that I'm getting a... better at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've been getting Case pretty bad point. at it. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, you're interrupting him more than yeah. I am. Yeah, yeah. Um why why is it that misstruggled a lot with confrontation you know um all those little things are 
on on the one hand they're part of just the person as an individual but they're also part of yeah it's an intricate story their story yeah right i've been such a um a be- beneficiary of this of this strength you know like we, we talk about this as if like um it's a strength that helps us serve people and helps us understand people but it, it's helped me understand myself as well oh, yeah. mm. because recognizing okay wait I am different. <laughs> I'm not the same as everyone yeah. else. You know, so many. And, and what's important about that is I'm different, but that's okay. And that's yeah, okay. That's exactly. Yeah. And one example for me is um, this learning. And I, it sounds so simple when I say it, um, but but it's profound. But it's like I, I, I realized that I was a really, really um, careful, rational, and slow internal processor. Yes. So because I've I, I've been able to kind of recognize that in this safe place mm. and everyone here has kind of like just allowed me to be me, mm. um, I can confidently now, not just in told, but in everywhere of my life, mm. be like, okay, hey, I don't really understand what's going on right now. And let's say it's a hard discussion mm. going on and we, we need to um, make decisions um, in a group setting. And I, I would confidently just be like, hey, um, I need time. Yeah, Give wow. me some time. I have no response right now. I have nothing to say. Let me walk away and I'm going to process this. Mm. I'm going to write things down and then I'll give you a quality answer instead of having to try to make something up in the moment or make fun, like be a doofus in the situation <laughs> because that's how I've always known how to break up the tension that's in true. the moment where I'm, I've just been confused. I remember that old gem. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. And I think each of us in our own strengths have learned how to interact with each other and i think um even even for thea uh you were because you're so admin focused and so activation focused you've learned like different ways to do that yeah you know and and learn also how to like hone in and strength strengthen those skills right Mm -hmm. because Again, any strength, your greatest strength can also be your greatest weakness, mm. right? And it can be the greatest annoyance and disturbance to everyone else around you. Um, yeah, but learning yeah. how to, <laughs> learning how to, <laughs> learning how to individualize how I project manage with every single person in this team was mm. a, was a, a journey in itself. Learn like the way that I. Um, you know, remind Tony or Nate like about his tasks and the way I remind Mish have to, in a sense, are different because the way I communicate with him, it might be effective to him, but to Mish, it's just, it just adds pressure and stress to her, for example, like, you know, things like that. Mm. And so learning how to actually work with each person and say, hey, um, I want to make things as, as, as easy and as smooth as possible for you. And so, yeah, I'll tweak it a little bit so that um, you understand it better and so that it's it works better with your life and, and your personality, etc. You know, it is going the extra step. It's like, isn't that a lot more work for you? Like, yes, it is. But <laughs> long term, I think it creates a healthier culture and mm. also more productive just workflow in general. It's also why we've struggled so much with our database organization because <laughs> everyone responds differently to different databases and... Don't don't look at me. I was looking at both of you. I was looking at both. You're on the opposite Whoa. sides of the table. Okay. Okay, but I will say this culture of like really honoring the individual first within the company also helped when you stepped in. Yeah, I was actually. I was actually going to say. I don't think. I don't think it's. Uh, I, I we've been talking a lot about how we've interacted as a company as a uh, group of productive productive people mm-hmm. <laughs> um but i think um when i joined you guys demonstrated or displayed 
individualization, and I did as well, um, just in a very relational sense. Yeah. You know? um, and I know we already talked about the relational stuff, but I just wanted to highlight it again. It is a very relational strength. Oh, 100%. Um, and yeah. because of that, I was actually able to assimilate or join you guys really easily without feeling like I had no idea what I was doing or felt feeling like I was really awkward. It was a very seamless transition. Yeah, I would say seamless was the word. Like, it was just that everyone asked, like, how was it when he joined? Was it awkward? Was it hard? We're like, no, it was just ease. Like, there was an ease about it. And I think because we also were curious about you and what you brought to the table. And we were open. Yeah. Obviously, you joining, it wasn't like, okay, well, now you got to just match whatever we bring. It's like, no, no, we want to mold and welcome you. Mm. Yeah. There you go. Maybe we are effective after all. Again, again, like <laughs> as as a business, super ineffective. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> as this space, okay, something okay. special. As a you team, know? yeah, something yeah. special. And I think that comes back down to what we talked about in our um, at the very beginning. You know how there is a deep humility that is ne- necessary for this, where we don't just cookie cutter everything, but we actually go out of our way to understand each person. And look, it is an unconventional value because it means there's a lot of change, right? It means that as a company, we have not been stagnant or we have not been set in our, you know, say processes or the things that we decide. Like we can decide like six months ago, we're like, hey, we're going to do our client process this way. And then three months later, we're like, actually, that doesn't really work with us and this annoys me or whatever. So let's shift it a bit. Yeah, with every new client with every project mm. or project type that comes in yeah. with every new member i'm um, coming in there is enormous adaptation yes. that we need to um be okay with yeah mm. which can frustrate some people mm. <laughs> namely the one talking <laughs> <laughs> but our hope is as we continue to be better at individualizing um that everyone who we just encounter you know that, that there there would there would be an experience of a seamless connection. Mm, that's really well said. My question then is: We've had various clients over the past year and a half. I, I guess do you guys have any stories or even examples of just like how individualization has affected the way that you interact with your clients? Um, feel free to be as specific or as vague as you want. Maybe Jem um, go f- with the theory first, right? Because his is very broad. Okay. And then we can go into whatever stories. Sure, sure. If that works. You put him on the spot, though. Do you now. need to bounce off me? I, I, I can go now. Um, yeah. As a oh. side note, this entire podcast is me trying to individualize each of these guys <laughs> because each of them have a very different way of delivering information, communicating yeah. information, communicating story. Um, each of them have a different story, you know? Maybe put some of that on in, in there. <laughs> yeah, like, we oh, don't put me on the spot because I can't, <laughs> I can't talk I when you put me on the spot. And, and yeah. you don't need to cue Alethea because she usually yeah. cues herself. <laughs> Specifically, Jem doesn't like being put on the spot. And Chan has a lot of knowledge and a wealth of depth to deep the, thoughts. The thing that he hasn't. Oh, to, dude, <laughs> this is like the nicest thing you've told me. He's got. Like, he's got. He's got such the a whole of our friendship. Wait, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> he's got Don't a depth of mind and of thought. Uh, they are. She's ready to go where, whenever yeah, she wants. And and anywhere, anytime. anytime. <laughs> and not just that. She's not just. She's not just uh, smoke. And mirrors, you know, everything is 
real and oh, legitimate, you know? And Mish oh, has like 10 points written on her laptop because she's a lecturer. She's prepared. <laughs> Mish is prepared. Mish is the most prepared out of all of us, to be honest. Really? She's yeah. thought about this For like 20 times time. over. <laughs> she's reworded things. Prayed about it, you know, probably thought of it maybe 10 years ago, yeah. already futurized it. <laughs> And Tongi just loves bouncing off people. Yeah. I do, I do, which is why finding questions is a little bit harder when you guys change topics so quickly. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> He's okay, very so good at observing. Mm. <laughs> and speaking about changing topics quickly, <laughs> we were just about to talk about how individualization has been used to interact with our clients. Yeah, so um, an example, like a very clear example, and we've talked about it with our other values, but again, everything lines up because they're core values, is our introduction meeting. That was a step in our client relation process that we realized mm. was actually really fundamental. Yes. Now, we talked about this in our stories podcast yes, as well, right? Because we said it was a chance to really hear their story and get yep. to know them. But again, it also is a chance for us to um, get to know them again as individuals, but also learn about how they best work, how mm. they best collaborate with us, right? So with some of these um, meetings, I've asked them, hey, do you prefer a phone call or an email? Some of them prefer phone calls and I just pick up the phone and call them, right? Mm. Some, of them, some of them prefer written communication. Some of them, you know, prefer text, things like that, right? Where we pick up these little things, for example, the, you know, the pace at which they talk. You know, some people don't have a lot to say and some people are just, you know, always have all these new ideas firing. Mm. And based off that, like I adjust how much I put in a single email because I don't want to overwhelm them with information. Yeah, well, yeah. It's like little things like that that I just pick up. They're not going to say explicitly, by the way, please give me less emails. Like no one's going to say that, but it's just mm. on my end to be like, hey, how? what can I read and pick up from their behavior and language that helps me serve them better? But yeah, another fun thing that we got to do um, at Christmas last year was make... Christmas cards, which was, I think, Mish's idea. Mm, yeah, it was. It was a story thing, but um, I think it's definitely individualized. I think a lot of these ideas were um, the one with very strong ideation, I think, out of our group. Yeah. But um, sometimes I just flag it up and, as an idea and let's see, see whether it catches. But I think this particular one, yeah, I, I kind of felt there's something – um, great about receiving an old-fashioned snail mail, like yeah. snail mail, <laughs> not a digital card. Something, there is, you know, you go home and there's a letter addressed to you. You're just like, oh, I hope it's not taxes, and if it isn't, I'll be so happy. No, these are hand-written, hand-wax sealed. Wax sealed. Wax sealed. Oh my. Okay, guys. Okay, this is just a quick, that, that, super that, that, quick that, that, rant, right? <laughs> we we bought a wax seal maker, the wax for things, and. I genuinely thought they were going to like seal the envelope. That was the with idea. The wax seal, but right? Tori and I came up with another idea. They used it as a stamp for a sign off. I was so upset. You. Again, irrelevant. Anyway, irrelevant. Hey, individualized. Come on. <laughs> so there's a reason why Inchan is upset right now, but we just don't know why. <laughs> we haven't. We, we, as I said, he's got such a depth. We haven't been able such, to such a depth. Individualize it, you know. <laughs> yeah, for those of you listening, this is a way that individualization is abused. <laughs> <laughs> They're saying they don't give... care by saying they don't know. You know. <laughs> if, if you want to give Unchan some care, send an email to us. <laughs> <laughs> with subject lines <laughs> we love you Unchan <laughs> why are you upset why Why so angry huh? <laughs> okay anyways moving on the Christmas uh, cards Christmas cards yeah so in the Christmas cards um, we had individualised messages that were very carefully and deliberately and lovingly written by Unchan and Alethea mm -hmm. and I think um, it, I mean some people do it as a great marketing ploy but 
for us, it was mainly because we really cared for them and we cared with the interaction and um, the interaction that we had with them, but it also grew us as people mm. and as our company. Um, and it really shaped who we are right now. So we just really wanted to show them the care and appreciation that, that we have for each individual person. Mm. And I'm assuming that all of these Christmas cards were different. Oh, yeah. Like the writing in it was just so, like we spent time thinking about what's most important to them, what was really significant in their project with us, right? How do we highlight that? Instead of just saying, wow, we, we love photography, you know, just marketing mm. ourselves. That wasn't the point. The point was actually to draw out of their story mm. what was most important. The, the messages were different. The cards themselves were quite similar. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, right. I, I was going to say um, the response was amazing because we were getting individual messages from these people saying, mm. wow, this is great. You actually individualize. I think because the card itself looked really similar, they kind of thought, oh, yeah, it's just a standard Christmas card. But when they opened it up and they read the words that we, we actually crafted, um, yeah, like they they were really impressed. To the point where I think one client, like she said that she teared up, right? One of our friend clients said that it just made her emotional yeah. just reading it. Yeah, there were a lot of people that took a photo, sent it to me and mm. said, oh my gosh, did you write this? And I was like, yeah. You know, wow. not not me personally, but the geniuses, geniuses, geniuses behind. They're not yeah. crying because oh wow, like we talked about how good our company is. They're crying because <laughs> you know, they're emotional because they feel understood in that moment. Yeah, we're, we're that conceited to think that <laughs> they're crying because we're great. <laughs> the wax seal was just so like beautiful. Wax seal. We're still going to go on about this. <laughs> the wax stamp. <laughs> now, yeah. sending individualized cards at Christmas is is that all you do? For customers, I, I'm, I'm um, another reason why I bring it back to the introduction meeting, why it's so important is because people normally email us saying, mm -hmm. Hi, I have a wedding or I have a birthday party. Can you give me a quote in your packages? And we actually realized we can't do that because the way that we well, we can, but it we, just graded with us, yeah. We yeah. just did not like that feeling of just sending this like cold page of numbers and pack and like just information mm -hmm. because number one, we don't know their stories, so we don't know what they actually need. Number two, it's realizing like. Every story needs, like, a, you know, we want to handle it with care. We want to really, like, honor the way, like, what's important to them. So the services, the the methods, the way of story, like, the method of storytelling can be different for each for each client. And also, like, um, the deliverable is different, right? The final product, right? One, so one wedding might really need a documentary because they really want a chronological event. They need to send it to family members who aren't there in person. Mm. One wedding might only need a highlight trailer video, you know, because for them, what's more what's more important isn't that every moment is captured, but it's that like th there's only certain significant moments that they that they really want to um, have documented, mm. and it's just like yeah, even the way that we package those deliverables or even work towards that final product is different. Mm. I think yeah, just to your point, Alethea, like I think um, in that first point, I think sometimes people ask for packages or pricing because they think that that's what they should ask. Um, and and I think it's um, having run a photography business for um, quite some time now. Like, it's it's actually um, helping the client know what they really want. Yeah. And and that's the purpose of part of the purpose of the introduction meeting, like sharing our heart, but also really taking time to kind of go, oh, maybe you might want this or mm. that. Um, yeah. So it's yeah. crazy, even that process of um, hearing them out and then asking asking good questions. Mm. Like that's really like um, shaped our company because it, it that meant the difference between just doing being a photo and video company 
to being a company that has actually has um delved into running events yeah um we we, we, we right now we're planning to do podcasting um for yeah. for clients we've we we've delved into social media yeah. um Websites. Stationary. <laughs> yeah. Stationary. Website, Event branding, planning. event yeah. planning, um, logo design. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what? It's, it's very interesting, um, Gem, as you're saying that, you know, this point about having an intro meeting was a hot topic in the beginning hot days. Do you remember topic. that? In, it was a in, hot debate. It was a really big debate that we were like, no, we're inefficient. No, the client wants this. No, we're not helping the client. We're well, what's the clients client? Because yeah. some people don't want to meet us. Yeah. 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 And mm, I still don't like it. Jeff <laughs> <laughs> still thinks it's ineffective. <laughs> yeah, with individualization, it's massively shaped the very work that we do and how we interact with our clients. Uh, there's a few ways that I can think of, like in how um, it's helped us connect with them. Like one example would be how how do we how do we talk about tough issues without offending our clients? Oh, you know, some some clients um, they're a lot more. Um, headstrong and they're like a bit more no nonsense you know mm. so with those kind of clients we sometimes need to be a, we need to um over communicate more yeah. for the sake of clarity mm. some some clients though they don't need such a hands-on relationship in fact the more that we talk to them and the more questions we ask them the more overwhelmed they might feel yeah. You know, for example, like, hey, what, what about this? And what about this? Have you thought about this? Have you thought about this? You know, for some people in their minds, instead of being helpful, they might actually start thinking, oh, man, these people have no idea what they're doing. That's why they keep asking me questions, <laughs> which in yeah. fact is not. It's just us wanting to, um, yeah, just understand, us, them, understand more. them more. But yeah, you can mm. see how people just hear things differently, right? Yeah. But what about um, when it comes to conflict? Well, some people, they have a more assertive personality. Um, some people, they have um, an external processor kind of like um, wiring. Mm. Um, so they need to engage with um, the issue head on. You know, we come together, let's throw out all of the issues on the table and mm. let's talk it out. Some people, if you do that, it'll freak them out yeah, and they'll just away. be yeah, well. disabilitated, you know. Some people, you they need to have that time um, by themselves just to maybe um, just to gather their thoughts um, mm. and really decide what do they actually think. And and this affects the way that um, we deal with miscommunication. You know, miscommunication happens all the time in oh, a business, yeah. mm. you know, between our, um, our team members, but also with our clients because sometimes things get lost in emails. Yeah. Um, things get lost throughout the entire process because some of these processes, like let's say you're um, organizing a wedding, there's mm. so many things to think about and so many things to deal with. Um, yeah, and to to recognize, you know, okay, this client, um, they this um, they get overwhelmed and they can't really deal with stress as much. You want to make things simple for them. Mm. This client, they're on top of things and they love details. So yeah. you give them every mm. single bit of information you can. It's different, yeah. Yeah, it's different. You know, individualization it helps us do good work, um, mm. because let's say um, we have a um, a client who we're doing marketing for, you know, um, we've always believed that um, my an effective way to market a company is to actually draw out their story so that people can understand the heart of what they want to achieve as a company. You know, if it's, if it's a comp, if it's a charity that wants to impact the world in a certain way, or if it's a, um, a restaurant, um, who wants to connect people to culture through food, mm. you know, the only way that we can do that is if we 
actually deeply understand our client. Um, and it helps us effectively achieve the goals that they want. Um, because how do we actually get there if we don't know where yeah. they want to go? Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's what I mean. Like some clients come and they think they want something, but that's actually not what they need. Mm. Yeah. So mm. understanding their goals and their priorities is help more helpful to help us figure out, okay, what deliverables actually meet that? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I'm aware that a lot of the listeners right now not may not have a choice in yeah, how true. they run the company because they may not be the bosses of their <laughs> own company, you know, unlike how we are. Mm. Um, and so I think there are also so many other micro ways that you can use individualization to um, just be beneficial in your own life, right? So I, I think, Jem, you already mentioned that um, how we deal with conflict or telling people... Um, what we uh, giving people instructions um, is something that we've learned how to do through individualization. Mm. Yeah. And I think for the majority of people, um, they will be able to use this skill, but maybe just not to such a large scale. But at the same time, I think a lot of people are also thinking, how do I actually grow in this? Yeah. Um, individualization, it's something that comes naturally to some people. Um, but even if it comes naturally to you, um, it's something that you need to temper and it's something that you need yeah, to grow. Mm. Um, I have three, um, points, you know, um, or three tips, um, for you, um, to, to grow in this, this, this skill. The three points are one, be a student of culture. Two, get good information. And Ooh. three, be okay with being different. Okay. Number one, be a student of culture. This is something I've um, been so blessed to dive into because I went to a college that taught this thing called missiology. <laughs> um, and missiology is essentially this, um, the studies of different cultures and how you connect with these different cultures. Wow, that's so interesting. And um, it, this is so important, right, within, when it comes to individualization because, yeah. like, um, it's, when, when, when you start to understand that, okay, everyone is different – you know, that, that opens up the world, you know, yeah. because, man, how different can people, people be? Yeah. And you have no idea until you start traveling and meeting people who are just so different to you. Like things you just would never think about. Yeah. Imagine yeah. stepping into a space that who that doesn't even have clocks. Mm. Whoa. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Most people are like, what? What? I imagine. <laughs> I imagine stepping into a space where... They just don't want the same things you want in life. Yeah. Mm. So, so to be a student of culture, you need to you need to go out. You need to open yourself up, up to different um, experiences, and to um, encounter people who are just r very different to you. And this might mean having really difficult conversations. Not everyone sees time differently. Not everyone can articulate their thoughts and feelings the same way as you do. Mm. Some are internal. Some are external processes. Not everyone sees life the same way as you do. Mm. Um, yeah. Learn how to communicate in different ways. Yeah. Learn to control your tone. Learn to break down your categories and your frameworks. And learn to flip 
your your brains like when you step into different um le- learn to flip into different cultural mindsets mm. you know for some mm. many of us we we're, we're born bicultural you know mm. and, and we've been kind of taught being torn in two worlds um <laughs> as we were Western. growing up you know yeah. um but that's also been like a really powerful thing for us because we we know okay when we meet our grandparents we need to talk differently yeah and we need to um use a different posture and a different mm. tone when we talk to um people on, on the street who mm. are more caucasian mm. um, and more western in their thinking you know we, our entire personality changes yeah mm. yeah so having that kind of skill um is so important when you want to engage in the skill of individualization yeah. and it, it it works in the macro and in the micro yeah. mm. number two get good information you know individualization it works off two important aspects on on the one hand it's not just about being someone who's observant and socially perceptive you know you, you can have that but what if you have you're really observant but you just have the wrong information and the wrong <laughs> framework to understand those mm, observations can you, can you give me an example yeah like i i said with the time thing right let's say yeah. okay so, somebody's late to your meeting mm. and okay and and um and you you've observed that okay no they're using their phone a lot. Do they check their phone a lot? So like, okay, surely they're mindful of the time. It's not just because they don't um, check their phone much mm. or, or check their clock much. Hmm. But, um, and, then all, all, and because of that, you automatically think, okay, they check their phone a lot. They know what the time is. They're late. They don't care about this meeting. They don't mm. care about me. But, okay, well, what if they just have a very different relationship with time than you do? Yeah. Like, what, what if they don't, Th- their body just doesn't click in the seconds, but rather they think in moments. Yeah, and it's it's something to work through, um, for sure. Um, but yeah, so you, one you you need to yeah have those good people skills where you ob- you're able to observe and and pick up on the little things like body language, um, slight comments that people make. Mm. Um, but number two, um, yeah, you need to have like um a really really good framework in which you understand all these little observations, which is why I said like number one, you like expose yourself to different mm. cultures. Mm. And I would say, and if you can with the people around you who you trust, check your information. Don't assume, right? If yeah. you can ask them, hey, if I read this, it does that mean this? The more you do that, the more accurate your information. Exactly. Will no, be. that's so good. Yeah. yeah. So part a huge part of this process in getting the right information and being informed in the way that you judge people mm. ask good questions keep asking yes. questions you know mm. um yeah and yeah i think that fits in with the understanding a greater cultural landscape because yeah. what ends up happening is we widen our scope of information we widen our scope of perspective we mm. widen our scope of what kind of people exist which sounds kind of funny but it's, <laughs> it, it is what it yeah, is not you everyone's know? Like you. where we're actually realizing that there are all of these variables in yeah. people's lives and our life is just a speck well, i mean i was not going to say speck <laughs> but i was going to say our lives are only a part of a greater whole you know there's so much more going on exactly um so like with any strength you need to temper and sharpen individualization if you don't you could you could actually become a very very judgmental person mm. and instead of um, connecting with people, you actually do the opposite. You actually, you think you know them and you think you know where they're at. Um, and you have this narrative in your mind of like, okay, this is who they are and this is what they've gone through. But if you, if you're not the kind of person who's asking the right questions, engaging with them relationally, um, and trying to actually go deep, like you're, you're going to be stuck. 
and you don't achieve the very thing that you set out to achieve. Yeah. Um, to, it, and it's it's just it's just like being a futurist, you know. Like <laughs> like you, there's a way to sharpen it. There's yeah. a way to get a become a really good futurist. Um, and if you don't, you just become someone who who has your head in the clouds. Yeah. And the last thing is be okay with being different or be okay with the fact that everyone is different. Mm. You know, that this is one of the foundational truths that we just need to accept if you want to engage in this skill set. One, each of you have individual strengths. Don't expect everyone to be on your level. Oh, preach. And, num- <laughs> and number two, likewise, everyone has something to bring to the table and mm. it doesn't matter what it looks like on the outside. Have that posture where you come to them and you recognize that they have something of worth and value honor them and draw it out mm. and i think that goes hand in hand with the humility thing still you know i just really wanted to encourage all of you guys um yeah just on Jem's second point if there's something that you feel that um is missing in the world then i really encourage you to just really um seek god and ask him what does he want you to do with that you know for me toad started and was born out of this um tension that i had of like really believing that um, whole life discipleship was a way to go in the context of a workplace environment. Um, but also, you know, doing it in a way that we could actually run a profitable business. Mm. And um, yeah, I think it had it not been for this um, idea that just really stuck in the back of my mind and the Holy Spirit just constantly prompting uh, me, then, it you know, we wouldn't have this amazing company right now uh, with these amazing group of people. So, yeah, I just really want to encourage you, um, yeah, just to seek God. Like, if there's something that's really stirring your heart, like, ask him, what what am I supposed to be doing with that? Yeah, and what burden have you placed on my heart and how I can make that difference in the world? Hmm. Yeah, wow, that's awesome. And I think as we continue to reflect on this idea of individualization, I would strongly challenge all of you listening out there just to be open to be curious people to ask more questions ask better questions um, and see that the way you're doing life isn't just the only way to do it um, learn from the people around you yeah but to also understand that your very unique way of doing life isn't necessarily the wrong way to do life either you can appreciate both yeah hand in hand and i think that's a really cool thing that we've begun and have been learning for this past year and a half and I'm really excited to continue learning and growing with the guys around me. Um, and yeah, we've hoped you've enjoyed this episode. This is the Untold Podcast, and I hope you know everyone's names by now so I won't introduce them again. And we'll see you again next time. Ooh. See you. Bye.